0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the VCDX podcast, a short bi-weekly podcast focused on the VCDX certification with news, updates, advice, and special guests. My name is Simon Long, VCDX number 105. And in this episode, I'll be chatting to my special guest about the VCDX prep Slack team, finding out what it is and how you can use it to help yourself or others prepare for their VCDX.
1: Here's a taste of what's coming up. So I've seen people that have come into the Slack group and are very active in it, they utilize the people, they ask questions, they, you know, they try and set up mocks, they try and do a lot of stuff and they'll gain a lot of really good stuff out of that. And, and predominantly they'll pass. And I think if they're at that point where they're
0: asking to see what a VCDX uh, design looks like, they're probably maybe not ready for, to do
1: their VCDX. I probably wouldn't be where I am in my career that without the the community and the help um, around that. And it really is what you put in is what you get out.
0: So just a brief news and updates section in today's episode. There is a VCDX workshop at the Indianapolis VMUG, which is held on Tuesday the 16th of July. So if you're in the Indianapolis area and you would be interested in attending the VCDX workshop, make sure you register. I'll put the the registration link in the show notes, and we'll hope to see you there. You're listening to the VCDX Podcast. On to our guest interview. Who is this episode's special guest? Give me your name and your number.
1: So my name is uh, Greg Robertson, and I am VCDX number 205. Hey, welcome, Greg. Thanks for joining me on the show. Um, yeah,
0: which, thanks for me. Which VCDX certification tracks do you have? And and when did you
1: pass? Um, so I have the VCDX DCV, so obviously data center virtualization. Mm -hmm. Um, I passed that in 2015, um, which was my second attempt. And then I attempted the CMA, um, and unfortunately failed it and then decided not to pursue that. Okay,
0: cool. Um, so what's your current role and what do you do in your, in your day job?
1: Um, I actually kind of have two roles, so I'm well. <laughs> a cloud. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I'm a cloud solution lead, um, mm-hmm. so that's anything to do with evangelizing cloud within um, Dell EMC Consulting. Um, so yeah, that's where I work, um, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of evangelizing, a lot of cloud. So I do a lot of AWS stuff. Obviously, I have um, a VMware background, and then I also do enterprise architect work. So that's doing chief architect work on a lot of our big customers' projects. Um, so yeah, I kind of balance between those two. Okay, and do you have a favorite between the two? Um, I don't really know. It, it, it's I, I try and find a nice balance between the two. So I, I do, I do like quite, you know, trying to pass on information. Um, I think you know that's come from being part of like the VMware communities and different things like that. So I, I like to try and evangelize and share knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quite I quite enjoy that, and I quite enjoy trying to learn the new things and what's happening new. But then it's also, yeah, it's nice to be challenged on big projects um, and trying to see, you know, can I now apply a lot of that knowledge in there? Can I make sure that if something's not going right, can I fix mm-hmm. it? Um, and yeah, sometimes it's nice especially for the delivery ones to kind of learn, apply some of the stuff I learned during my VCDX preparations in my real world work. Sometimes it's quite nice to do that and yeah. maybe directly teach some people some stuff. Cool.
0: Well, that sounds like you're busy. No wonder I haven't heard from you for a while. <laughs> so how, if, if at all, are you involved in the VCDX program today?
1: Um, so yeah, it, it changes quite a bit. Um, so I am a mentor. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a mentor and try and help out people as much as I can. Um, but that kind of goes in peaks and troughs. So yeah, depending on how much work I have, etc. cetera. Um, I used to try and mentor people a lot more and do you know, a lot of mock panels and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I never want to make a promise to somebody and then not be able to um, apply the time to them um, because it's not fair to, to say to somebody oh don't worry I'll review your, your design and then it takes me a number of weeks to do it you know I, I know that feeling I've been on the other yeah. side so I try and I try and mentor however I can um, and I do I do a few things so you know I, I have blogged quite a bit mm-hmm. um, I said to you, I obviously I failed my v6 the first time actually funny enough you were um, the moderator on that um, and yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's not. It was. I was quite open about failing that, and that was mm-hmm. something that even then I was trying. You know, I was quite public about me going for it. I was public about me failing it because a lot yeah. of people weren't very public about failing. and I thought that was really important because I think more people fail it than people realise. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to put people off, but I think no, and I can understand why people aren't public about it. But mm-hmm. I I decided I was going to try and make it quite public. Um, and then out, off of that, once I passed, I tried to um, put out a lot of stuff I had learned within the public domain to try and explain to people, well, this is what I did. This is how it worked for me. Obviously, everyone's different, but this is what I did. And then I ran a VCD. well, I actually had a VCDX Google Plus group, and that kind of mm-hmm. transitioned into a VCDX Slack group um, that, yeah, I kind of run now and try and make sure. And then I do a little bit of – um, mm-hmm. Kind of a, a Sunday before defenses, they try and invite people into Delhi MC and do face-to-face mocks. as like oh, their cool. final, their final push before they go into the defenses that week. That's cool. So tell me a bit
0: more about this VSTX prep Slack team that you have.
1: Yeah, so as I said, it, it kind of grew from uh, a Google Class Group. So it was actually something that initially when um, I was defending with uh, Renee Van Avedem and mm-hmm. Bobby Stample for my, for my first one um, that I failed. And we, we, we had this Google Class Group that we were helping to, you know, we were all going for it at the same time and we are all working together, asking each other questions, allowing each other to present, give feedback. And I really gained a lot out of that. And mm-hmm. then um obviously Renee went and passed. Um obviously now he's like, what a quadruple V C D X. Yeah. Um but you know the, the, off of a lot of that I thought, oh, well this is this group's good and I invited some new people that were going as part of panels and that kind of yeah, kind of snowballed um mm-hmm. off that Google Plus group and it was quite popular, but it was it was hard to keep track of information that had been put in there before and you know, it, it kind of goes, sometimes people write really important stuff and then sometimes people are just generally chatting to each other. Um, so the Slack team was quite beneficial because you could do different channels and you could explain different things. You could have mock channel and you could have private stuff for specific people going for a specific um, defense week. Mm-hmm. And it, it really it really helped for that and you could pin certain things uh, to try and do it. And also the, the ease of because everyone's on Slack, the eaves of, you can put out a question. We have so many people on there that have used it and are, you know, have thankfully passed and now, you know, give back to that. I find it quite beneficial. Um, I think until very recently we hadn't gone through a single defense phase where we hadn't got at least one person from Slack who had passed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really good for that. And quite a few people found it beneficial, which is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I certainly when I joined not so long back, it's a really, really growing community. There's a lot of people in there, and, and as you say, there's not just people going for it. There's people who have gone through it, mentoring people. You know, lots of good advice from a lot of different people. So, why, why, why do you think
1: people should use it? You know, what can they get from it? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's a funny one. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's with a lot of these things. So, I think it's it really is. W- what you make of it? So anything with all these kinds of community things is unfortunately um, some people, and it comes into the mentoring thing um, as well. Is some people will ask you, you know, they'll come up, they ask for you to be a mentor, or they want, they want to join the Slack group, and then you know they've got to they've got to put in the effort to get the rewards out of it. So I've seen people that have come into the Slack group, and are very active in it, they utilize the people, they ask questions. They, you know, they try and set up mocks. They try and do a lot of stuff, and they'll gain a lot of really good stuff out of that. And, and predominantly, they'll pass, um, and they'll, they'll do really great out of that. Whereas sometimes people will come in and they'll expect people to be giving them information. Yeah. And that's not helping anybody as well. I no. obviously it, a lot of the people who have passed were all under NDAs. Um, mm-hmm. We have we have Carl Childs, who's obviously the, the head of VCDX, in there as well. Um, Carl yeah. doesn't really talk, but it shows you that, you know, we, we don't talk NDA stuff. We're, we're that, yeah. you know, permissible towards the NDAs that we're quite happy to invite him because um, people can also ask him questions directly, which is, been proven beneficial to people, um, but yeah, because of that, there's a lot of yeah. It, it really depends on what people want to get out of it, um, and yeah, we, we've we've seen some good benefits. We've seen some good um, some pe- obviously a lot of people passing, a lot of people coming back and using it for for multiple different defenses. Um, so there's quite a few people in there that have used for, used it for their, their second, third, or even fourth VCDXs. Yeah. Um, and that's good and it's, it's it's interesting a lot of people I know I get it out of it as well as it's amazing helping people with mocks. you're continually learning Um, I think <laughs> I'm sure, well I know it's for me and I'm sure it's for others that once you pass the VCDX you actually realize how little you know um, <laughs> and that's nice in a way so it's nice to come in there and people have different perspectives Um people say well you know oh actually I'm doing it this way and you might not have thought that way yeah um, and that, that's that's really nice I, I like that whole community thing of it. Um, I know if different, you know, some people say, oh, they don't really, they like, they don't really agree with the study group uh, mentality. They mm-hmm. did it by themselves and they passed. And that's fine. I, I can understand that perspective. Um, but it's not, it's not anyone holding someone's hand to get to a certain level. It's each, you know, each, each person working together to better themselves. I always imagine it like someone going to the gym. You know, you, you probably could get, Really, you know, strong and stuff like that by lifting weights by yourself. But if somebody's standing there helping you push out that last rep, yeah. that might actually be that piece that really pushes you to that new level. Yeah. Um, and I think that's nice. And sometimes you have really tough times, especially if you fail the first time. And it's nice to go in there and hear, "Oh well, I also failed the first time, but I did this." Or you know, there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, I failed. I've got my feedback." Would someone go through it with me and think, you know, maybe they don't see what panelists might have seen this one can look through that feedback and say oh i think i can see what they're looking at you know oh i know you know steve knows this part and he can really help you with your nsx pieces or whatever and that's that's beneficial as well i think
0: yeah and i I think you raised a good point right at the start there is that it's not an easy button you can't you know you're not going to join a slack team and just have all the answers to all your questions land on your lap and then all of a sudden you're going to pass the vcdx you've still got to go on there and and ask the questions and help contribute back. And I think, and I it, one of the cool things I like is that when I've seen new people join, you know, they come in and they said, "Look, you know, I'm really considering doing my VCDX probably in in 2020." You know, is anyone else mm-hmm. thinking about doing the same thing? And there's some other people pop on. Yeah, that's probably my time frame. And they almost kind of start getting that little team together to start helping them be accountable for for the work that they've got to do to get prepared for their defence in you know in a year's time for example so
1: yeah we we do and we we've had a few people um you know we, we have some people that are going for the recent the, the soon to come defences or just the past defence um mm-hmm. levels and they, yeah they they came to they came to some you know face to face mocks when they were only still doing like the VCIX pieces and I came along and said, Oh, I, I'd like to come watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dominic um, came out of Switzerland. He, he flew over what came into the mocks. He hadn't really done anything, watched it. And then he passed, I think a defense or two ago. Mm-hmm. And that shows you how, you know, it taken him a whole year from coming and watching us yeah. and be part of the slack to actually get into the level. And he said, it was actually, you know, something I always try and explain to people was he came in and he realized that, you know, the people in there aren't some super duper, you know, out of touch people, yeah. but with you know, with perseverance and work, you could do it yourself. And I, I think that's also a really important thing. I always, you know, I never want to be the kind of person that doesn't try and assist people however I can. Um, I'll always try and explain that, yeah, we're just, you know, normal people that have obviously put in time and effort and you've got to be dedicated, but it's it's possible if you put in the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: you spend a lot of your own personal time like running the Slack channels, assisting in mock defenses and mentoring and things. So like what made you decide this is something you want to spend your own personal time on?
1: I don't know. As I said, I mean, obviously you and I have been part of like the the whole VMware community and the Vexpert stuff for quite a while. And I've always gained a lot of benefit out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Always, again, it's one of those things, the more you put in, I always feel the more you get out. And it's nice, you know. I've I've had, I've got a lot of really really good friends in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I I possibly, actually, I probably wouldn't be where I am in my career with not without the the community and the help. Um, around that, and it really is what you put in is what you get out. Yeah. And, you know, it just, yeah, presenting at vmags then you do that and you get confidence, and then you can talk to customers better, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the same idea with the, the whole BCDX thing. I, I wanted to go for it. Um, you know, I, as I said, I found a few people that were also aiming for it and working together. That was nice. It was good. Yeah, to be accountable and someone challenge you for different things and supporting you. But then, yeah, I promised myself once I passed, I would try and help out with the mentoring to try and say, okay, well, you know, I, I got a lot of help from a lot of people. I want to try and give that back now. Um, and I have to be honest, you know, as I said before, I learn from people as well. So sometimes it's, it's really great to go in there. And maybe you haven't touched the the latest, you know, piece of storage mm-hmm. or computer, whatever yeah. it is, and someone's talking about that and saying, oh, my design has this. You're like, oh, that's interesting. I never really, you know, I haven't come across that as yet. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear people's different perspectives and different ways of doing things. And um, it's nice. It's nice to, you know, when people pass and you're like, oh, you know, it's really great. And you can really see that people have benefited from it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, Yeah, I just, I think it's just really nice to try and, when I can, as I said, it, it kind of goes and peaks and drops. Sometimes I can help a lot. Sometimes yeah. I have to step back slightly. Um, but it's nice, it's nice to try and yeah, help out people however I can and it's not always, I think it's the most gratifying thing for me really is the people who have passed and then remain in the Slack channel and help out other people. That's really great. I think that whole, you know, that whole loop of yeah. people going through it and then staying on and helping more people and, you know, pushing people to go for it and believing in people is nice. Definitely. It's nice to see people kind of going through that transition. Well, that Slack channel
0: certainly has helped the community for sure. So, like on behalf of everyone else, thank you for doing that. It's, <laughs> it's, so, for people who aren't part of this Slack team, how how can people get access to it?
1: Um, so, yeah, people can reach out to me. Um, I'm on I'm on Twitter for Greg Robertson Five. Um, that's Greg with two G's at the end. Um, so, yeah, they can reach out and I'll, I'll add you. I I normally have a precursor to it, and it's not something I'm uh, trying to be me not or anything like that but I predominantly say are you, are you somebody who's realistically going for the VCDX yeah and I, I, I say that only because again I don't want to first you know we, we had we've spoken about it already in this of I don't want someone to come in and go great um, I'm about to do my VCP and I want to be a VCDx and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but they might not get the benefit of it they might not um, you know, really see what's going on, and they might see all this information. I think you know what this is too high level for me, or they might ask a question, but they're so early on in their in their journey yeah. that unfortunately people might not be able to help them match. Yeah. Um, so I, I normally say if you're realistically going for it, it's also because I want people who have to, you know kind of a saying, all right, I'm really thinking about it, and there's no there's no problem as you said. There's people that go in there and saying. I'm going to do it within the next year, and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. I understand yep. it. It does take time. It does take a lot of um, different things to get in, you know, in line mm-hmm. whatever else. And, it, and it, it does cost if you have to pay for it yourself. So I understand that. But normally I say, yeah, if you're realistically going for it, reach out to me. I'll invite you to it. Um, but again, the channel is what you make of it. No one's going to. No one's pretty much. No one's going to share your design with you. Unfortunately, I've had. <laughs> once or twice with more the google plus group where someone sent me um some messages saying can i see your design just to see what a vcdx designer is like yeah. and maybe they're saying that in a in a way of they're not really sure but obviously it, but most people obviously they've done it for customers so they couldn't do that anyways but yeah. also that's not helping anybody um if you pass off a design and also unfortunately i've had it where when I was going for my first one, I had somebody reach out to me saying, oh, if you're interested, I've got these three people's designs that they submitted for VCDX. And that, you know, whilst I was working on it, that, yeah, wow. that, that just made me feel so sick to think of that. And then I also had somebody reach out to me and ask a question very specifically about my design mm-hmm. when I don't know how they would have known that. And that's, that's devastating when you've put in a lot of time. So that, again, you know, people. No, I'm not saying no, no one can join. I'm not saying people that join or anything like that. But you've got to be careful. It's obviously people's hard work and customer information. So it's always that Definitely. balancing act. Definitely.
0: And and I think if they're at that point where they're asking to see what a VCX. Uh, design looks yeah. like, they're probably maybe yeah. not ready for, to do their VCBS. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we, we'll normally reach out and say, you know, someone will say, oh, I don't really know what a design looks like. Um, I know I, I put out a, a blog posting just of, you know, this was my table of contents. Mm-hmm. So here's the headlines I did. Um, Derek yeah. Seaman did one as well. So he also put out and said, look, this is my table of contents. This is what they included. Mm-hmm. Um so you know we don't have to follow that format but there's, there's a lot of stuff we, you know, we'll, we'll normally say to someone if they're just about to start a design okay well do your conceptual piece then send it out for review get some feedback okay now you've done your conceptual okay now move on to logical and do that so we try and help people even you know through it rather than someone gets to the absolute end has mm-hmm. three days before the submitting sends up the design and unfortunately we have feedback that might be quite impactful on their design um so we normally try and help people mm-hmm. fairly early on as well um, where possible and some of the guys on that slack channel are amazing um, i don't know where they find the time there's a lot of guys on there who yeah. you know they, they get up at like 3 a.m to do mocks with people mm-hmm. um or yeah. halfway across the world there's honestly there's some guys on there that are amazing for what they do um, that's why I, mean, I run the channel. I can't, I don't think I could take anywhere near all the, the credit for it. There's a lot of guys in there that do a lot more. I just, I'm just Definitely. the medium for a lot of people to talk to each other.
0: Definitely. But you know, as you say in the past, you've been, you've been the one doing those mock offenses as well. And it's just at the moment, you know, your, your day job is, 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 busy and it's taking your time and, you know, and there'll be times in the, in the future where maybe you're not so busy and then you'll go back into helping out again. You know? Yeah. Hopefully. Great. Well, what I'll also do is I'll, I'll grab those links to those blog posts from you and Dave, and um, I'll stick them in the show notes as well. So let's this, this finish out with some closing questions. So what was the most enjoyable part of the VCDX certification process for you, and, and what was the least enjoyable part?
1: Um, <laughs> Probably the least enjoyable part was failing in the first time <laughs> yeah. um, and subsequent CMA design. Uh, the first the first failure was probably the worst one. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you and I had been working on the um, customer. So, I think you were my mm-hmm. customer at that point. And I'd been yeah. working yeah. the day before the defense, did the defense, and then went back to work the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I normally tell people, you know, don't do that. Try and take time off before. Try and clear your head and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think I came into that. I, I mean, I made quite a hash of that first defense um, of, because of nerves and a whole bunch of other things. And also, uh, to be honest, I wasn't – as prepared as I should have been. Um, but yeah, that was probably the most, the least enjoyable part um, to, to do that. So I and was, I was quite down for a while, but I, I did take a bit of a breather. I knew yeah. what I needed to do. And I said, okay, I'm gonna give myself, I think I defended almost 18 months after that first failure mm-hmm. um, because I just thought, well, you know, I need to do a lot of stuff. I needed to learn a lot of things. Um, I needed more, a little bit more project experience. Um, so it was probably the least enjoyable part. I think I think that's a bit of kudos to you as well. That the fact that you didn't just run straight back
0: into the fire, you know, and going for the next available defence. It was you kind of took a step back and go, actually, I'm maybe not as ready as I thought I was. This is going to take a long time. So rather than going to the next one, we'll we'll just wait until I'm ready and then we'll go again. So I think that's a really good good thing
1: yeah i mean I, i'd done it and I, it was again as i said i was i made it uh it was t- really tough to make it public that i had mm-hmm. failed but i also put it out there and i think I, i'll send you a link on it as well you can show notes if you want to it. yeah it was my whole um vcdx prep round two and it was really me saying okay well i failed this is where i think i was i was lacking and mm-hmm. interestingly i mean i think obviously some of my stuff was around VMware things but I think a lot of it was supporting technologies, was supporting things around storage and networking and mm-hmm. V C D R and things like that. And sometimes people don't realize they think, oh, VCDX, you have to be a VMware specialist. And you do have to understand VMware, there's no doubt about that. But it's it's the whole, you know, it's all the interdependencies. You've got to imagine you're the chief architect for the project. And even though you're the specialist on VMware, you have to understand what everyone's doing. And holistically how that's impacting you. Um, so yeah, that was I, I put that out and I said, look, this is what I'm going for. Um, but yeah, that was probably the most the least enjoyable part. Mm-hmm. Um, most enjoyable part, obviously. I mean, you know, I could say the part and that's that's a kind of obvious one. But I think yeah. I think the most enjoyable part of it, and why I tell people, you know, I ask when people come up to me and say, I want to do the VCDX. I said to them, you know, why do they want to do the VX? What, what's their reasons? Because mm-hmm. I think for me, the most enjoyable part and the most beneficial part um, was actually the journey of it. Yeah. And um, it sounds like cliche on it, but it really was. A lot of the stuff I learned along the way, a lot of the stuff I learned from the people along the way um, and pieces like that, I think that was the real part that I enjoyed the most. It was challenging at points, but it was really... I open to see new things, and you know, uh, you know I said before that you, you pass and you realize how little you know. But that's that's kind of beneficial yeah. in a way as well, because you look and you think, wow, there's so much things you, you didn't realize you knew. You talk to different things, yeah. and you know, as I said, when people ask me, oh, I want to do a VCD, I say why, and they might go, oh well, I want this new job, or mm-hmm. I want more money, or I want whatever, and I said, yeah, you might get a new job out of it, you might get more money out of it, but Predominantly, the stuff that might get you that new job, or might get you that promotion, or might get you these different things, was actually the stuff you learned along the way. You know, you, you you'll get to the point of of passing it, and it's really great, but it's it's the stuff you learned along the way. And yeah. the amount of stuff I'm doing a lot of things around um, AWS and Google Cloud, mm-hmm. and linking that stuff into VMware, and so much of the the frameworks and the different things that I learned along the way. Preparing for the VCDX and passing it is actually what I use every day now, applicable to those. So, even though the VCDX is very centered on VMware stuff, a lot of the structures, a lot of design methodologies, what you do, how you think about stuff, how, how I mean, a lot of the whiteboarding stuff I do is funny enough. I, you know, I come in, I was, I was doing a executive briefing yesterday for the customer mm-hmm. and they're coming in and they talking about what they wanted. And I broke up the board exactly how I would have done a design scenario. Nice. Said, okay, nice. what are you looking for? Did the board, you know, these are your requirements. Okay. This is a, oh, you've mentioned that, well, that's this. And you know, you come across and there's board and sometimes people don't see what they've, yeah. you know, no one's ever put it visually in front of them and that kind of comes, comes across really well and good for customers. But mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you learn along the process you can actually use in your day to day life. Um I think that's been the most enjoyable part because I think that kind of skill set and the confidence you get out of it, to be able to stand in front of the sea level and take in, you know, what they're saying and unpick, you know, they might give you some fluffy thing and you know how to speak to them and get information out of them, but also keep the tech guys happy. That's the stuff I think's been the most beneficial and thereby yeah. the most enjoyable out of it really. Yeah, no, I think it'd be really
0: cool if you could, like, when you said to yourself, like, okay, I think I know I know enough now, I know everything I need to know to be a VCDX, take a snapshot at that point, and then take another snapshot when you pass, and you kind of look at the delta between what you <laughs> thought you knew and what you know now, and you realize, know. you kind of think to yourself, I really didn't know that much when I thought I knew everything, you know, it's...
1: yeah there's always that diagram of you know what when you think you know everything Mm -hmm. when you actually know everything and how much you still need to know yeah um and yeah i mean that's the thing is it's it's crazy how how many things and it is quite daunting because then you realize there's so many new things to do and so many new stuff and that's that's also exciting in a way to look and go well actually along this process i learned about CI CD pipelines. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's quite interesting to me. Let me learn more about that. And then a lot of people have obviously passed their VCDXs and then decided, you know, that was really great. I really enjoyed that. But actually, one portion of it was actually what I really found interesting. Maybe I'm going to try and delve into that a lot more. Yeah. Um, so that's also, you know, where a lot of people will grow from there.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: So knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time,
0: back to when you were preparing for VCDX what three pieces of advice would you give yourself
1: um i think i think the first one i, I kind of said really earlier is i think for the first one i kind of i should have taken a little bit i don't i won't, i'm not saying i should have delayed the defense but i think i should have taken off time before the defense yeah. so for my second one um, i took the week off mm-hmm. before my defense um, and that was really helpful because that was really helpful that I felt I could sit I could really focus on the design um you know it was it was sitting in there I was just going over the different stuff yeah. I was standing up and presenting my my design scenario and making it up on the fly and drawing on the whiteboard I felt like I was almost back on the project so yeah. my, my designer was a real world customer but I felt like I was almost back on the project yeah and that for me I felt was was highly beneficial to actually almost detach from what I was doing, you know, at that present time on a customer, but actually feel like I was going back into the project again. So when I went into the defense, I almost felt like I was just telling somebody. Yeah. About the project. So, you know, I came in and I, I felt like I always tell people, you know, you, you're going in there. And for me, it was of explaining to the panelists as if there's somebody who's coming on the project to so say, you know, you've been on the project for however long. And these are new people, you know, that are your colleagues and they're coming on the project now. Mm-hmm. And what what would what would you tell them about the projects? You know the nuances. You know the strange little decisions that were made and why. And explaining it that way, rather than feeling it's three people there trying to grill yeah. you, that 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 confidence and things like that also came across really well. So that's probably the first one I would say was of advice. It's, yeah, I know a lot of people that have. <laughs> really you know r- really burnt themselves out and i i was i was burnt out after that first one i i actually i don't know how I actually at that point i felt i was serious so i was thinking or oh, maybe i'm just going to give up on virtualization yeah. totally and do a totally different job yeah. so i'm so so burnt out and so disappointed you spend so much time and you sacrifice time um yeah. with like your family and stuff like that I, my, my first daughter was probably what nine months old Mm -hmm. when i did that first defense um so you know there's a lot of things where you make sacrifices and it's it's tough to then or you feel bad on your family if it's not successful um so i think that was probably my first piece of advice um second piece of advice again it's actually something i've I've kind of touched on is i would reach out to people earlier on in the process of designs so when you're going and you're doing your conceptual design um you know, you, you've done all of this, is reach out to somebody and say, you know, can you look at this and what do you think? Yeah. Um, and me that information, because for my second one, I, I went back and I, I retrofitted a few things. So I took, put in a lot of design decision tables um, after um, some discussions with Renee, who was my mentor for my second one, and a lot of things like that. Where I went in, I spent a lot of time going in there, writing down what my reasons were and things like that. But if I wouldn't have had to have done that if I had actually put in the structures very early on. And that's why I said to people, yeah. you know, do do your conceptual, get that really nice, get people to sign that off. When you're happy with that, then go into logical, get yeah. someone to look at that and then go into physical. And, and I'm not promising you're not going to have to go back and change a couple of things. Um, especially yeah. if you do like a, a requirements traceability matrix, it's amazing how you'll, you'll get to the end and you realize you had, you know, a key requirement, but you actually haven't mentioned it at all in your physical. And that that's also a learning thing. I think doing that kind of stuff, it teaches you new things and you realize the reasons you do stuff and are, are you doing technology for technology's sake? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that's a good I point
0: like, though, because we're all techie people, right? We all want to get down to the mm-hmm. nuts and bolts and the cool stuff, you know? It's a bit like, when you're learning to drive, no one wants to do the theory bit first. You just want to get in the car and get going, right? And it, but sometimes yeah, exactly. you have to you have to do the prep work. and Doing the conceptual design is the prep work for everything that comes after that. So it's a good good yeah good bit of advice.
1: It is, and that's another the thing. I mean, I've 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 had it before where people have sent me their conceptual designs. have come back and I said to them, you know, you could be much more definitive on this. You're mm-hmm. kind of you're not very clear on that, or they've said a requirement, but I, I could read that three different ways. Yeah, and You know someone might look at that and go ah you know what you've delivered this design but what i meant was actually this and that could impact severely a project but also obviously if you're in a defense and someone says to you uh i don't think that's what they meant by that requirement what would you do you know that kind of stuff um so i think that's helpful and again that applies so so importantly um, to real world stuff because being very very clear with the customer is this what you mean by this mm-hmm. is it very clear and like it, a lot of times i've said that i said it to in front of a real world customer and two you know two people from the customer have two different opinions yeah. of what that is yeah. and that's really helpful because then you, you if you hadn't been very clear in asking that they might mo- they both thought that they were getting what they thought yeah. and then at least one person would have been disappointed um So that's, I think that's probably really important. Definitely. Um, And then, I think the third piece of advice—I don't know how possible it would have um, been—but I think the third one is: I I think there's there's nothing wrong with being passionate, wanting stuff, but I think I I think I got too passionate at points. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think I, I you know, I, I wanted it so badly and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I think I needed, I think I would have, cha- I should have channeled that energy yeah. more into what I was doing rather than worrying about other stuff. So I think I was at points, I was you know, I was really keen on, on doing it and getting defenses and working with stuff like that. And yeah, I was, I was, I was so, I was so keen to, to, do different things i was actually channeling i wasn't channeling a lot of that energy which is good energy into okay well let me learn new stuff i was more worried about uh, you know when when was the next design yeah. um defenses or you know something's changed mm-hmm. um you know um i know obviously <laughs> actually, this, this might this might this might be slightly applicable to you but for for second defenses, obviously, I had to defend my CMA. was a lot of people just submitted a design, yeah. um, and you know these things happen. So you know I, I was I was put out by that going. Oh well, I was right. so close before that changed. Yeah. But in all honesty, you know these things happen. Stuff's always going to change. Um, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend someone read who who moved my cheese. Um, it, it's it's really about. Unfortunately, things are going to change, especially in IT. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I was just, at points, I think I, I hadn't, I, I, it was good I had that that passion, um, because sometimes, yeah, you've got to decide what's more important to you, um, you know, is watching a football game more important to you yeah. than passing the VCDX, and that's sometimes, that, that, that thought process is really important, but trying to channel that energy more into, okay, well, yeah, don't worry about, Whatever this is, whatever it is, is that's the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Let's start working towards that goal. Um, I'm, I'm not perfect at that point. Um, yeah. I, I probably still some things. <laughs> you know, if someone changes something. I's, I probably still struggle to not get caught up into it. But yeah, that's no, probably my that's, third piece of advice to yeah, give good. myself. I think also f- from from an
0: outside looking in now, some people maybe put too much pressure on themselves and make this thing bigger than it needs to be to the point where when it comes down to it there there's so much pressure on them and uh, you know and it, you kind of get into that state of mind where it's all about just doing this vcdx defense and passing you know and you're kind of forgetting mm. about everything else that's going on in life and yeah i think that kind of ends up putting more pressure on you and you you know and you end up maybe not performing as well as you're good because you're not thinking correctly you know so uh, you know if you can try and just relax a little bit more about it so almost mm-hmm. see it as a hobby, something you enjoy doing rather than, this is something you've got to do. You can't live without it
1: type thing. I think that would probably help a lot of people because yeah. so you, you don't want it to beca- you don't want it to become a task. Yeah. Okay? And that's the thing for that first one, I was, I was a nervous wreck for my first mm-hmm. defense. Yep. I put a lot of pressure on it. I was doing a lot of things Whereas the second one, I think I, I, I think I almost stopped prepping yeah. a couple of days before the defense. And my wife said to me, because, oh, you, you seem so, you know, so less stressed about it. Because mm-hmm. also the second time, I, I focused on time, but I would I would set out a certain amount of time, but I'd still spend time with my kids and with my wife and mm-hmm. doing yeah. other things. And, I, I, you know, I was sometimes you do have to work until, you know, midnight to try and catch up on something. Yeah. But you've got to try and find that balance. Is, yeah, the second time, I was finished a couple of days before, and I said to my wife, I said, you know what, I feel I'm at a point where, I've done what I can, you know, it's, it's always tweaking it. And you're always going, okay, let me just run through the presentation one last time to stay fresh, but yeah, you get to a point where you think I've done what I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you can, you can get into your head. And I think that sometimes, again, that's what another reason why I did the, the study group was it's amazing if I looked, at, I remember my first my, my first mock defense, and it was horrendous. We stopped it early because I was I was so, so bad on it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with people, that's what you need to get out of your system sometimes. And people yeah. go, okay, you know, the first time it's horrendous. It's hard to put yourself out there yeah. and for people to be you know, very critical of what you've done. But with more practice, you gain more confidence. Mm-hmm. You learn from it. And that, again, that that's really applicable if you're in front of customers and you have to yeah. talk to, you know, the the sea level of some big company and they say to you you know yeah. are, are, you know if this doesn't work are you ready for both of our names to be on the front page of the <laughs> paper tomorrow and that's you know that kind of stuff yeah it's true but you've got to be confident and you've got to <laughs> understand that stress and it is it's, it's about stress management as well sometimes yeah. um i'm sure there's a lot of people that have ended up you know yeah definitely and, I, themselves sick and this, in defenses.
0: Oh for sure and that's that's not something that we never want to see as a panel as well because we know if someone's very nervous they're never going to be able to give their 100 percent. so um definitely but it's interesting you kind of say about being prepared and and then at some point you just kind of say to yourself i've done all i can i'm ready and it was mm-hmm. weird because i had that f- i had that feeling as well because when i was preparing for mine i was over in barcelona um and i mine my, my panel was towards the end of the week and i remember sitting in the evening going through my design, going through the, the presentation. And at one point, something just said to me in my mind, that's it, you, you've done everything you can do now, just just leave it. Just stop going through it now. And it, I think that was kind of a, I don't know what in me kind of just did that, but it was at that point, I was like, okay, I'm done, I'm ready. And I think that helped me relax a little bit more for the, for the actual defense itself
1: yeah and and you, you're you able to enjoy it really as well mm-hmm. so that yeah. you know if you if you can get to that point then yeah. as i said you, you actually feel like you're explaining to somebody who worked on the project with you you can go in there and i think i made I made one or two jokes during my defense, which I probably wouldn't <laughs> recommend to everybody. That's another. I don't know. It's fine. Recommend.
0: Like we'd rather we'd rather have people give a couple of jokes than <laughs> then people would be there yeah, so it, nervous it they can't It talk. could go
1: either way depending <laughs> on where your panelists are from. <laughs> that's uh, true. But yeah, I think I think that was the thing. I think near the end, someone said to me it simply, you know, it's "I, think it's a normal text of, you know, don't don't say anything." Um, that say anything on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew all my panelists. And I said to him, Oh, don't worry about that. I don't use social media. <laughs> and I, well, at least one of the panelists laughed. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But that was, yeah, that was the kind of thing of it. And I remember when I left, I think my, my brother phoned me He said, mm-hmm. Oh, how did it go? I said to him, I said, I, I think it went well. I said, You know what? If, if it didn't go well, then. I'll have to work out what it is, but I can't imagine it was matched. And that sounds yeah. cocky, but it was. It yeah. wasn't like that. Yeah. It was just I felt like I put in a lot, mm-hmm. and if it was something, then it it, it was be. You know, sometimes it'd be something very minimal, or I hadn't explained something correctly, yeah. or whatever else. Um, but yeah, you you just get to a point where you think you know, okay, I've I've done that, and I, I, as it is, it's it's tough. I know a few people that have defended you know, before they've defended once and they've never gone back. Yeah. And that's something I couldn't, I, I, I always felt like I had that, you know, 500 kilo gorilla on yeah. my back. Yeah. Um, I had to, I had to do it at least once. And then yeah, my CMA one, I did them my part time. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided I would just do it, um, to see if I could. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. It was cool to actually try to apply a lot of what I've learned from VCDX yeah. onto a new design. Um, and I failed that um, because I, I was probably a bit naive not realizing that the landscape had kind of changed I mean my my, my defense I was reaching near the end of the the vSphere 5 um cycles right. the vcdx or vcdx5 yeah. I mean my, my, my design had like um had v- <laughs> had what vtax in it and stuff like that okay um yeah. so yeah it was it was you know it was it was the old it was the old stuff like that but when I came in from a CMA, it's, you know, everything's changed to this whole S T P C thing now. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand NSX, you have to understand, you know, hyperconverged storage or whatever kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, the, the ecosystem had changed, yeah. but even that that's the second time I, I'd done it just to see if I could do it. And when I failed it, I was, I was, I was tempted to go again, but to be honest, I didn't see anything additional coming out of yeah. it yeah. Um, and by that point i was trying to learn new things and definitely yeah yeah no,
0: exactly times change and you kind of think to yourself well you gotta to think to, like what am i going to get from this is is there going to be adding exactly. any value you know people always say yeah. to me you're going to go for Vcx three and four and i kind of think to myself probably not i'm not going to get too much value from them unless i decide mm-hmm. to start focusing more on nsx or you know something like that then maybe it'd be something i could do but You know, you've got to look, think to yourself, okay, I've only got so much time in my life that I can do these type of things with everything else going on, you know, so pick and choose your battles wisely. And that's kind of why I've not really gone through anything more. Um, But Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much for your time. I know it's a little bit limited at the moment, but um, thanks from everyone else that you've, you know, all the help you've done in the community for all the people that you've helped pass and going to help pass in the future. And um, maybe we'll have you on again in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. And yeah, thanks for um, touting (laughs) touting the Slack group. I hope it helps some people. I definitely, I I imagine it
0: it will help a lot of people. So thanks again for putting that together. (laughs) All right. No problem. Cheers, Greg. So moving on to this episode's common mistakes section. In this section, we talk about common mistakes that VCDX panelists that we see throughout the design defenses that we're paneling. This week's common mistake has been provided by one of our newer panelists, Paul McSherry, And it's around having a design that has too many customer constraints. Now, we all know that there often are many constraints that customers put on the design. You know, whether it be you have to use this type of hardware, or you have to use something that is already existing, or you know their limited budget, for example. But what we're finding is if there are too many constraints, it often limits the ability to show design expertise. So if, for example, one of the constraints was to use the existing networking infrastructure that a customer already has, and that networking infrastructure is maybe not designed to a high standard, that may affect your score during the defense as Yes, it's a constraint, but you you haven't demonstrated that you can actually design a network that provides the availability or the performance that your design needs. So at this point, we would need to dig deeper during the defense scenario to be able to understand if you are comfortable with the networking, if you can actually design a highly available or a high performing network without the constraints that your customer design put on you. So our recommendation would be, if you do have a design that has a lot of customer constraints, that would probably limit our ability to score you, remove some of those constraints. The design itself doesn't have to be 100% real, some of it can be hypothetical. So make sure you make those changes to enable the panelists to be able to score you better. That's all we have time for on this week's episode of the VCDX Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe and share it with others who might find this podcast interesting. Again, thanks to my special guest Greg Robertson, and I'll speak to you all in two weeks' time.